Hi, this is Elliot Fishman, and welcome to the August 2012 CTSS quiz. We had 10 terrific cases, and let's take a look at them and go through the answers. This is an interesting case. This is one of the best examples of this entity I've seen. When you look quickly at the axial imaging, you see a very bright structure, which almost looks like the stomach. And when you look carefully at the 3D, what you can see is that it's a very nice splenic artery aneurysm. This is probably the largest splenic artery aneurysms I've seen. Uh, this eventually was resected. Boy, this patient was lucky. This easily could have ruptured. This is a nice case. I ask you what the best diagnosis is. And when you look really carefully, particularly on the image on your right, you can see what is a nidus. There's also some very mild periosteal reaction and soft tissue swelling. And this is not chronic osteomyelitis, though it could be. It could be a sequestrum, I guess. It's not a bone infarct or acute osteo, but this is really a great location and a great picture of osteoid osteoma with a nidus in place. Very nice example. CT is very good at recognizing nidises. This is a wonderful case. It really shows you the advantage of scanners like the flash where you can scan very quickly and in any trauma basically have a CTA. This patient had multiple gumshot wounds, but what you can see here is a bleed in the rectum. This was eventually uh, embolized. Uh, this is an active bleeding site. Now, if it wasn't for trauma, and you don't see any bullets here, but if it wasn't for the bullet, you would have thought about a vascular malformation, uh, which, again, CT is very good for looking at the source of GI bleeding. No, this isn't foreign matter. You can see the, the feeding vessel. It's not a normal CTA. It's not spasm. A beautiful example of active bleed in the patient's rectum. This patient had fever and chest pain, and when you look at the lateral view, it really nicely shows you this outpouching of the aorta, but it's kind of saccular with a low density around it. And you could say, well, it's a large ulcer. You can say this is a dissection, but it's really like a focal aneurysm. And this is a very nice example of what we classically describe as a mycotic aneurysm. It's often focal, irregular, often with ulceration, can erode the spine eventually if it's not treated, most commonly due to E. coli. Just a very nice example. And mycotic aneurysms are fairly rare these days. This next case describes a patient with pancreatic adenocarcinoma, and what's the most likely explanation for the liver findings is the question. And what you see is patchy decreased attenuation of the liver, but it does have a geographic pattern. It's not the pattern of metastasis, and it's not really a liver infarct. That's more wedge-shaped, and this would be very large, so you can get global infarcts. It's not a hepatoma because you can see the vessels going through it, and you'd hate to give the patient two diagnoses. And I told you the patient's being treated for pancreatic cancer. This is a very nice example of radiation hepatitis. We see this occasionally. It's less common due to the split fractions we commonly use for radiation therapy. But in select cases, it indeed can occur. Patients can develop hepatic necrosis in severe cases. Most commonly, they'll develop fever and elevated liver functions. Now, I asked you for the best diagnosis in this case, and you can see very nicely from the axial imaging or from the 3D, a very nice example of a popliteal artery aneurysm. Now, it's not a dissection. And it's not vasculitis, it's an aneurysm. We have a case of Ehlers-Danlos with a popliteal artery aneurysm, but obviously it's much more common to get popliteal artery aneurysms without Ehlers-Danlos. So that indeed is the diagnosis. 
This is a nice case, and when you look at the images, forget looking at the question, you can see that the patient's right, main coronary, and left arise from the same cusp, and you can see it's really the uh, right coronary arising from the left cusp, and it's tracking between the ascending aorta and the main pulmonary outflow tract. And this is typically considered a malignant configuration. It's very nicely shown in the 3D. And so I asked the question, what's the incorrect statement? Well, the RCA arises off a left cusp, that's true. And the LAD, or left main, arises off a left cusp. The anomaly is considered malignant because it tracks in this arterial course. So that indeed is very important. And D, the anomaly is considered non-malignant, would be the incorrect answer in this patient. Now, this is a great case. I showed you two images, and I asked you, why is the images or in this case, why are the images of such poor quality? Maybe we didn't give the right dose. It was a cardiac CT. Well, what happened was, this is the full field of view images to look at the extracardiac portion of the exam. And what the technologists did was, they reconstructed the images from the prospectively gated study in the area outside of the image field that we were using for the coronaries. You have to reconstruct in that small field where you have the maximum dose. Remember, outside that area, we have a very low dose scan. And this is an example of a very low dose scan. So the image on the left, the images were reconstructed from data outside the selected prospective rendering windows. So B is indeed the correct answer. That's a mistake you shouldn't make, but it's important as a radiologist to be able to recognize that mistake. What about this case? Patient has hypertension, and what's the best diagnosis? It's an easy case. I put this here because we don't see this very often. You can see compression, subcapsular compression of the left kidney, and that's a classic page kidney. There's no differential diagnosis. This is drained. Patients can develop hypertension, which this patient did. Uh, often the history is prior trauma or prior biopsy, and it's important to to drain this collection before the patient has permanent renal injury, like loss of cortex, or the patient develops more complications from the hypertension. This is a great case. I'm showing you a mass involving the heart. Typically, in this case, we see involvement of the right ventricle and atrium. Very nice example. So you can think of a differential diagnosis. Angiosarcoma, based on locations of possibility, lymphoma, metastasis. But then I show you the abdomen, and there's a large small bowel tumor, or infiltration of the small bowel by tumor. Then you think of adenocarcinoma, lymphoma. Then you say, okay, I have something that involves the heart and small bowel. Yes, you could say metastasis like melanoma. I guess that's possible. But a more likely possibility, and then look at the choices, would be lymphoma. And it's particularly common in B-cell lymphoma, most common in immunosuppressed patients or in patients uh, with HIV. So the best answer is B, lymphoma. It's obviously not a myocardial infarction. Metastatic melanoma, I can't really say it couldn't be, but most likely the HIV really throws you over to B-cell lymphoma, and there's no way this carcinoid tumor. Anyway, those are 10 terrific cases. I hope you enjoyed them. I hope you got them right, and I hope you learned something from them. And with that, have a great day.